Hey Mystics, you're listening to What's the Brew with Lily Moon. This podcast is dedicated to sharing brew that uplifts the collective's ascension, discussing all things spirituality and pure magic. This podcast is sponsored by Mystic Moon Medicine, which is my labor of love to the world, where I offer intuitive readings of astrology and tarot. I share the magic of ancestral tools for healing the tides through the apothecary and botanica. This week's brew includes a full moon, heart and third eye chakra activation, and much more. Now, before I stir, I wanted to highlight exchange. My intention with this podcast is to reach as many beings as possible. As a listener, you can help support this intention by liking episodes, following the podcast, sharing the podcast on social media, and of course, I mean with other mystics, and as well your loved ones. You can also support by becoming a patron by joining the Mystic Moon Tribe on, a, on Patreon. This is an abundance exchange which allows you to receive exclusive offerings, including weekly personal readings, soul healing courses, and much, much more. All of these details will be in the show notes for you. All right, let's begin. So before I get into the Astro Tea and before I dive into all of those amazing things, I just want to take a moment to um, pay homage and uplift the spirit and um, salute and libations to ancestor Chadwick Boseman. Um, Chadwick Boseman ascended recently into the realm with the ancestors and this news was very, very surprising. I would say it was, rece- it was received very, um, very topsy-turvy, very emotional. I would say it was very shocking, like as if when um, Kobe Bryant had ascended earlier this year. And it just feels like, you know, especially the black community, it just feels like there's just been nothing but grief going on and mourning. And I really wanted to talk about this for a moment because, one, Chadwick Boseman was an iconic actor for many roles that he has played. Um, But, you know, one of his newest ones, of course, being the Black Panther, King T'Challa, and really being this beaming light of possibility for black youth and for black people around the world. Um, for those who have received the Black Panther movie series in that way. And so it was, it's very, it's very shocking. And, um, you know, I'm really happy though that his family and friends did keep his wishes and keep these things to themselves as, you know, he clearly was a very private person, but uh, it is still very shocking. It is not easy to digest, even for those of us who are not part of the, you know, Hollywood eye, it's still hard to digest because this person did affect our lives in some way. Um, for those of you who were or are following his work, um, the day before he had ascended, I had woken up that day. I was woken up very early by spirit that day and I watched the sunrise and it was one of the most beautiful sunrises I have ever seen throughout the entire summer. And I took photos, but as beautiful as it was, I knew that something was off. And as I continued with the day, you know, the sunrise was beautiful, but the day, it just became more and more gray. And I felt like I was wearing a blanket of spirit. Literally, it just felt like there was just so much spirit just around in the in the hemisphere. And it was very, very, very heavy, very electric, very Aquarius energy. Um, But the moon was not in Aquarius at the time. And I actually said this to a couple of people that day, saying how I felt like there was just death all around myself personally, just around, around the, just in the space, I could just feel it. And, um, you know, of course, it's, it's brushed off by, (laughs) by those who are not mediums, by those who do not feel energy in that way. And I completely understand that. Um, but I decided to tweet about this just to make a note of it for myself for later. And then on the 29th in the morning, I then wake up to this news. And so, um, you know, I know that it wasn't just him that ascended that day. There was plenty that did that day. Um, but yes, it's, it's one of those things where, um, I just see it coming and I can feel it and it's, it's really sickening sometimes. And, 
it's not something I really enjoy, but um, anyway, I want to take a moment for us to uplift and just give thanks to Ancestor Chadwick Boseman for all the work that he has done inside and outside of the community and, you know, hold space for him and continue to hold space for him and his family in this hard, difficult time. May he ascend peacefully and swiftly and may he be welcomed by his loved ones on the other side in a beautiful way, in a sacred way, and may he reach the highest, purest light. Ashe. Okay, so going into our astro forecast, the first thing we have to talk about is the full moon in Pisces coming up. So the full moon in Pisces is happening at 1.22 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on September 2nd of 2020. So for some of you, you might be seeing this full moon being, you know, shown as happening on September 1st. That's probably because of where that person is living and based on where, you know, what time zone they are in. If you are in the Eastern Standard Time Zone, however, it is happening on the 2nd at 1.22 a.m. So that being said, you can complete your full moon um, ritual either on the 1st or even the 2nd or even both. You don't have to just do one day you can do both days the moon will still be full and it will not shift out of Pisces that quickly so definitely complete your rituals on both days and in true Pisces fashion here's a tip for you from your local bruja is you know invoking the idea of your conscious and your subconscious and honoring both sides of yourself and completing something for both sides of yourself on each day and really tapping into the moon's energy in that way, if you'd like. Okay, so I want to go into what the charts are showing for this moon. So the moon will be in the ninth house, and it's going to be making a sextile to Uranus, which is in the 11th house in Taurus, which is really funny because normally um, this doesn't usually happen with the, with the earth and the water signs, but this is really, really beautiful that we have. And so with the moon in the ninth house, this is really telling us that not only are we diving deep within our subconscious because of this Piscean energy that we have, but we are also sitting in the ninth house, which is naturally ruled by Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, which is one of the traditional planets that actually rules Pisces. Pisces has two ruling planets, Neptune and Jupiter. And so with this with this shift happening with the moon in the ninth house, we are really going to have a really huge dose of um, synchronicities and receiving of messages through our dreams, really, really, really intense dreams happening this day for us, especially with that sextile to Uranus as Uranus is that Aquarius energy and it will be sitting in the 11th house, which is actually ruled by Aquarius. So there's going to be a lot of really intense swiftness happening to do with our intuition. A lot of um, spiritual upgrades for those of you who know that you are, you know, um, a reincarnated soul in some way, a star seed, light worker, shadow worker, bruja, you are going to be feeling a lot of upgrades happening for yourself. And this can look like a lot of nausea, especially lots of headaches, no sleep at all. If you are expecting to get sleep, good luck, to be honest. Um, I know for myself personally, I will not be sleeping. Um, and so if you feel like you're not sleeping, you feel really tired throughout the day, it's because your body is doing a lot of soul work. Your soul is doing a lot of soul work as you're sleeping. And so really invoking some naps is really great this time as well. Um, but with this sextile to Uranus, what I am seeing is that we are in harmony with our emotions and we are really expressing ourselves in this beautiful, raw way within our social circles and really feeling good with our social circles. We finally feel like we found our tribe and we're feeling really not necessarily comfortable in a bad way, but we are actually feeling comfortable enough to be vulnerable with people and let our walls come down. And we are just really in a harmony and really feel like we finally found our people and we have a sense of belonging, but still a sense of ourselves and really wanting to go above and beyond, not just for the group, but for ourselves, because now we can see that we play such a bigger role than we even expected for ourselves and these people that we are around at this time is really inspiring us to continue to work on that ascension now 
Mercury will be in the fourth house and is making a trine to Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, which are in Capricorn, and they are going to be in the seventh house. So the fourth house is ruled by Cancer, so that has to do with our home front, our, you know, our physical homes, our, our bodies, our mother ideas of mother and the divine feminine aspects of ourselves as well and so with that trine happening to those three outer planets in the seventh house which is naturally ruled by libra what i am seeing here is a lot of movement and discussions and observing of kinships so there's a lot of stuff going on with our external the pisces the pisces full moon is really about us looking at our external and how it's affecting our internal if that makes sense okay so let keep following so with the mercury making the trine this grand earth trine we are seeing that you know maybe we're just feeling like okay now that I feel like I can be this vulnerable with my friends and with my tribe, I wonder if I can do the same and apply the same type of salve and recipe within my kinships. Now, kinships can be romantic, business-wise, you know, clients, networking circles that you have, you know, these circles that make you feel like you're up on a, on a platform potentially, and really seeing how that feels and, you know, speaking that into existence, into your circles and really being yourselves and really being, you know, really open and vulnerable. And what is that doing for you? Now, remembering that Mercury is in one of its home signs, Virgo right now. So while it is in the fourth house, what we're really asking these people in these kinships is what have you done for me lately? And with Mercury and with that fourth house placement, again, that's cancer. So thinking of the infinity symbol and, you know, the yin and the yang, of which that is what cancer is, this, there is this necessary need for fluidity within our kinships. And as much as we know this, sometimes we get sidetracked and we forget sometimes. And so this is a time where we are being reminded of that really important detail within our kinships. And so if we are seeing that, you know, um, our energy isn't being poured back into, then we're looking to have discussions that just that let us know and let the people around us know that, hey, um, I want to be heard and this is how I'm feeling and I require X, Y, Z in order to feel this comfort. Now, what I'm also seeing, however, because Mercury is in Virgo, I'm also seeing that with this full moon, we are also getting the sense that these people in our kinships that we are with as much as we are, you know, creating these healthy boundaries around them now with that Capricorn trying to Virgo, we are also seeing and realizing that that security and love and, you know, that abundance that is now pouring in into those spaces because we are now signing new contracts, we are creating new projects and things are starting to take off in this beautiful way. We are realizing that we bring that to the table. And when we start to realize that even more, we are going to have more confidence in ourselves, which is something that is really, really, really being tested right now, okay? And I know it doesn't make a lot of sense because we are in Virgo season, but there is one thing to know about Virgos is that they are some of the hardest critiques you will come across in your lifetime. We love Virgos. They are very much so important for us uh, and to society. They do a lot for us. We love Virgos, um, but they can be really hard on themselves too and really, really nitpicky. And so as much as you might be creating this beautiful project, you could still be you know, hovering and shadowing this blessing and blocking out the sunlight because you're looking for some flaw to blame the outcome on, which hasn't even come to fruition yet. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't, but that's what we could be doing. Okay, so another aspect that's happening with this moon is Venus making a trine to Neptune. And this is so beautiful, I find. This is really, really, really beautiful because Venus at the time is still in Cancer and Neptune, as we know, is in Pisces. And so I'm seeing this as no more questioning your worth. Your visions can bring in the abundance that you were meant to receive. 
all these visions, all these synchronicities, all those 1111s, all of those 2222s and etc. that you are seeing when you're having certain thoughts during this moon cycle, it's because there's your spirits and your guides and your ancestors want you to know that you are so supported and there is nothing you can do wrong in this time. Trust your gut completely and completely surrender. You have to completely surrender with this Venus aspect. And this Venus aspect is one of the few aspects of Venus that we can really work with um, because there are some other tough aspects of Venus that I will talk about in a moment. And so really just remembering to surrender completely and really go with the flow. That is what Pisces is all about. So really going with the flow, the visions that you are seeing for your business, for your projects, for your relationships, write all those down, all those visions from your dreams, all those visions from your meditations, all the colors, all the feelings, all the senses you are feeling, write down all those specific things when you're writing down your intentions so that you can really create this really, really, really clear vision and bring it from the 5D into the 3D. Okay. Now, Neptune is also going to be making a sextile to Jupiter and Pluto. And so I'm seeing this as the blessings that you are calling in are so big and so much more than what you have expected for yourself because of that sextile to Jupiter. And again, Jupiter and Neptune both are Piscean energy. And with Pluto being Scorpio, this is absolutely beautiful energy that we have right now. But as we know, Pluto and Jupiter are both in Capricorn. Okay. So knowing this, understanding that, look, this blessing that you thought you were being super humble about because Jupiter and Capricorn, oh, I don't want to be too big and beyond. Let me just, you know, have my piece of the pie over here and not even worry about, you know, adding whipped cream and a cherry on top. No, I'm just going to have my pie and be okay and be satisfied with that. You want to be humble and that is really beautiful. But Neptune is saying, listen, it's time to sparkle. It's time to add some gems and sparkles to the situation. There is so much more below the surface that is your blessing and you need to dive down deep and pull it out yourself because that is where the treasures are. They're not going to be on the surface, just sitting up flow on the surface. You have to dive in deep and receive them yourself. And there are so much of it to receive. There's so much to receive still. And so Neptune is reminding us that, you know, yes, Yes, you are worthy of these blessings. Yes, you are worthy of this massive, you know, crazy vision that you think is unrealistic. It's not unrealistic. So instead of focusing on how quote unquote unrealistic it is, pull out your ego for a second and step out outside of your ego and ask yourself instead, how are you preparing for these blessings right now? Because whether or not the blessing is as I don't want to say small, but as, as small as you are seeing it in, in the humblest way that you are seeing it versus the way that spirit is delivering it to you, regardless of the situation of the outcome or which outcome, how are you preparing for it? Because whether it's A or B, you still have to receive it if you believe it to be true, right? So prepare for it. And if it was double of what you expected, how are you going to be able to receive that? Are you going to be able to receive that well? Or is it going to create more chaos? Think about that, okay? Now, some of the challenges we have with this full moon in Pisces is that Venus is opposite to Jupiter, um, Saturn, and Pluto. And it's also making a square to Mars. And so I'm really seeing this as us really questioning ourselves and really being like, okay, is this really happening to me? Is this really meant to be happening? This is too good to be true. And the truth is you're just not used to your abundance and you have to get around the idea and reflect on the idea of why are you uncomfortable or even questioning your abundance? Do you not believe you are worth this abundance or is it because it's too much abundance right now that you can't believe it's even yours? What is your level of, of self-love and, and how does that re reflect out to the universe? Because if you are calling in something and the universe decides to multiply what you're calling in and you act surprised, then the universe can just unplug the tub and let it go down the drain and then it's gone. So giving thanks, but also doing a lot of that internal work of ourselves and realizing that we are 
worthy and you know our values are in the right place and it's not too good to be true it can be really tricky because neptune again is deception sometimes and illusions absolutely but neptune is doing the most right now and is really showing off with all these sextiles and trines so when neptune decides to open the floodgates you better grab an umbrella and pick up a bucket and just allow yourselves to receive because there's going to be so much pouring in okay so that is what I am seeing for the full moon in Pisces. I also actually pulled some cards for the full moon in Pisces. I pulled some oracle cards um, using the Moonology deck. And funny enough, the first card that I pulled for us, for the collective, was actually the full moon in Pisces. Uh, I, I shouldn't be surprised by that, but I thought it was really funny. So the full moon in Pisces card is really reminding us to balance virtuality and practicality. So again, as much as we are tapping into these visions of what we are receiving, whether it's through our dreams or through synchronicities of symbols and colors and things like that, what are you doing with this information? Because this is all wisdom. So take that part of your spirituality, which is being received to you, and apply it into your practical world. How can you how can you take in the divine feminine aspects of self that are being received and poured and create this beautiful mixture with the divine feminine aspects into the divine masculine aspects and create something beautiful? There has to be balance. So take those visions and write them down and create actions and steps to make those visions happen. That is how you create magic. That is how you are able to manifest your dreams. And that is what this full moon is reminding us about too, is manifesting our dreams. But it really comes back down to being balanced and being practical, okay? So again, take your wand from the 5D, from all those images, from all those signals, okay? And if you feel as though, well, Loli, I don't get visions like that, okay, well, maybe you're thinking about it too much. Maybe you're thinking about it too much. Maybe you need to take, you know, a moment to shake out this expectations you have of yourself of what the visions are supposed to look like because they're different for every person, okay? Something about Pisces that is, you know, something that's so funny. People like to hate on Pisces, which I really don't understand because Pisces is a mimic type of energy, much so like Gemini is. And so when you are around a Piscean, whatever you're receiving from them is really just them mimicking what they think you want to see. Um, Libras do this too, but Pisces can do this a lot. And so, you know, understanding that Pisces energy is really about, you know, your perception of reality and understanding that everyone's perception of reality is completely different. So when people and beings don't want to believe what you're saying and they want to gaslight you and they want to tell you you're crazy and this and that, you just really have to, you know, say thank you. <laughs> you know, thank you for your thoughts, uh, but I won't be considering them because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It is no one's job to understand you. It is your job to understand you. And once you have a grasp of an understanding of who you are, you can walk out into the world with more confidence and groundedness, which means you can really just stand any storm, like the strong tree that you are with the strong roots that you have. Okay? So that is one of the things that spirit is asking us to do is balance that practicality with our spirituality um and so for those of you who potentially are not heads in the clouds who really are on earth it's time to take a jump take a little jump take a leap of faith and allow yourself to unplug a little bit more you know invoke the element of water too now the next card we have is the full moon in aquarius card saying show the world the real you so i see this as you know as much as Piscean energy is about mimicking and, and, you know, trying out different things and flowing and going with the flow and it's always changing, also don't forget to show yourself, okay? Do not let yourself continue to hide below the surface. Allow yourself to fully emerge from the waters now and show off yourself, show off the glitter that you are, show off the being that you are, show off the sacred divine being that you are. 
okay show the world the real you you are meant to stand out you are not supposed to be dimming your light there has been too much of that going on it's time to stand out we are in a place in the world and you know as the new earth is emerging we are in a place where we cannot afford to just wait for the right moment this has this whole year has been a reminder of there is no such thing as the right moment so if you have something that you are holding back something that you want to work on something that you know that is going to serve the community or even serve yourself and provide you with so much healing i welcome you to do that i welcome you to embrace that piece of you and allow it to shine through do it for you okay don't do for anybody else but yourself the last card we have is the cardinal moon card saying be bold and make the first move so again being yourself and making that first move and going after what you want but that also requires a little bit of confidence so again when those challenges of venus being opposite to those outer planets starts to come up and we start to feel like okay i'm not really sure if i should be doing this i'm not really sure if this is meant for me and we start to freeze because we start to question what we are receiving that is when we start to question ourselves and we stop moving forward, which means we are not making steps in our ascension. So allow yourself to be heard. Do not be passive aggressive. Do not hold things back. Speak up. Say yes. It's okay to say yes this week. Say yes to things. And also, again, follow your gut. Follow your gut. That's all you really have to do. But also, Take, make the first move. Do not wait for other people to create your dreams because you thought it was too crazy and woo-woo and too out there for it to come to fruition. Because then when they go out there and they slay the damn thing, you are going to be salty as fuck. So you better go out there and, and, and shine your fucking shit, okay? Because these people will take your shit and do it half-assed and receive abundance and 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 have you sitting here going well wait a second (laughs) i was gonna do that but i didn't think i actually could no make the first move go and make your own dreams happen stop waiting on others to be your example of success you are successful period and you can be okay now moving into another piece of our astro Um, forecast we have mercury going into libra so mercury is going into libra on saturn's day the 5th of september Um, i didn't pull the charts for these next two aspects or or transits you guys i really just wanted to go in intuitively as to what i'm seeing is happening anyway so for the mercury and libra transit i am seeing that we're going to do a lot more negotiation a lot more negotiating is going on more about what we want and we're having a lot more compassion to hear others side of the story so this is really um a, 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 a libran thing to do is to have so much compassion and listen to both sides and it's really important for us to do that because you know in those moments where we are questioning ourselves not necessarily our worth but questioning you know okay there's this huge decision i have to make what do i do it would be really great during this transit to invoke the pros and cons list and writing things out and seeing both sides of the story but also applying compassion and remembering that you know sometimes you hear and receive things that are really not meant for you to be received and what the person is speaking to you is actually a projection of themselves and i will talk a little bit more about that later on in other segments but that is something we have to remember and so instead of getting upset and trying to get even practicing compassion for these beings is going to be really important and that is something that we are going to be doing when mercury goes into libra i'm seeing now we could also be coming a lot more passive aggressive if we don't speak up and talk about our truths as well so something that libras can do a lot is because we like to hold harmony and peace and balance for everyone you know, being the perfect host in life for everybody, we don't speak up sometimes about how we really feel. And then all of a sudden, it takes one little poke after 30 days of nonsense. And then all of a sudden, we're popping off on you. And because it's air, okay, Libra is is the air um, element, and it's a cardinal sign. So this is something that can go from zero to 100 
very fucking quickly. So really ensure that you are not holding your tongue and doing a lot of work on releasing the throat chakra during this transit will be really, really, really important. Now, because Libra is an air sign and it is going into Mercury, there is also going to be a lot of overthinking and creating um, outcomes that don't even exist. So a lot of what ifs and a lot of anxious thoughts can be created right now, especially when we're going from Virgo to Libra, you know, Virgo is already so much Mercury energy and then going into Libra right after is just even more intense because it's air. So we feel like we don't really get a full, complete break. Um, So really doing a lot of, you know, meditations will really help us with that. Okay. Uh, something else that I'm seeing with this Mercury and Libra transit is this idea of us really asking for others' opinions. And this is because Libras cannot make a damn decision for their damn life if they had to. It takes us hours to make a damn decision. That is one stereotype I can say um, I personally embody, unfortunately, and I try really hard to be a little bit more, you know, stern. Um, but I'm just, I just can't help it. I just can't. <laughs> So anywho, so we are going to be asking for the opinions of others um, before making any decision. And this is not a bad thing necessarily because, you know, of course we can get excited about things and go ahead of ourselves a little bit and not think rationally, especially Libras because it's a cardinal sign. There's this need to just say yes because, oh, I want it, so I'm going to get it and I don't care if it's good for me or bad for me. I'm doing it because I want it regardless. And that's the Venetian energy, um, but also that cardinal energy of I'm just going to do it because I want to do it now. And it can be a little impulsive. So it is important to ask for others' opinions, but ensure that you are asking those who you trust with your information. Um, So potentially even elders would be appropriate, but also really just knowing to trust yourself. There is no need to really go outside of yourself to seek the answers that you need. Trust that you know what is best for you. Because at the end of the day, it's true, you do. Okay? So again, journaling during this time will be really great because we are invoking the element of air in this way. And so when you're journaling, I want you to, and I invite you to, write some self-love mantras. Really practice your safe self-talk during this transit. Libra is Venetian energy. So really doing up the self-care with this is really, really great, okay? And a lot of meditation as well will be really, really awesome during this transit, okay? And I did pull cards. I pulled tarot cards actually for this transit. And so what I am seeing for... Mercury going into Libra. The first card I pulled was actually the Justice card, which is, of course, the card that is the woman or person, depending on what card uh, deck you're using, uh, in the chair with the sword, showing the element of air, with the scales as well, showing the Libras. Um, and so that is the first card I pulled. Then we have the Death card, the Hierophant card, Strength, and the Knight of Swords. So again, spirit is letting us know, yes, there is going to be a need for pausing and rebalancing ourselves and pulling back our energy from things and beings that do not serve us and not being afraid to walk away when we know we should be, okay? We have the death card there. So transitioning ourselves and walking away from things that really are not necessary for us. You know, there will be a lot of contracts and a lot of amazing things coming our way to do with new opportunities. So while you're doing that, know that you will have to walk away from some things. The Hierophant card, you know, showing us that we are to be speaking up. So again, there is going to be this blockage being released of the throat chakra I am seeing. And the Strength card really reminding us to have that compassion and to have that ability to remember to communicate in a way that is still gentle and not sharp and vicious and malicious because that is not our intention. All we are trying to do is be heard and understood and not necessarily even understood, but just heard and respected. And, you know, as much as you might be frustrated with people, still remember to have that compassion. Now with the Knight of Swords here, I do see this as us being really, really, really intense with our thoughts 
and again, that impulsiveness to want to move forward really quickly. Um, potentially, we are much more involved in social media during this transit. I'm seeing, I'm seeing more selfies and more group chats and more, you know, communication in that way happening. A lot of social communication happening in that way, and a lot of impulsive. Uh, ideas coming up as well because that knight of swords so really applying that strength card and remembering that easy does it and uh you know and, and having that compassion not just towards others but also towards yourself and remembering to walk away from the things that don't serve us and know that it's okay to transform the way you communicate you don't have to communicate the same way all the time you are growing as a person and you don't have to keep yourself in a box to show up in a certain way and communicate a certain way because that's the only way that people understand you if the beings around you cannot understand how you're speaking and you have to dumb yourself down and translate how you're speaking then it's time to really think about what you're doing and those around you because you shouldn't be doing that you really should not be doing that and so i see a lot of people actually um, moving out of spaces and speaking up and saying, you know what, I have said this so many times and it's just not being heard on purpose. So fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm going to walk away now. And sometimes that is what is necessary. So uh, yeah, that is what I'm seeing for the Mercury and Libra transit. Now going into the Venus and Leo. Venus is going into Leo on Sunday, ironically, which is the day ruled by the sun and the Leo is ruled by the sun, which is happening on the 6th of September. And so what I'm seeing for this transit is the heart center is a lot more active and sensitive at this time. It is very, very, very active and sensitive. And again, this is also happening just after the full moon in Pisces. And Piscean energy is very sensitive to the entire aura, the entire field of the earth and feeling everything emotionally and physically, potentially both. Sometimes one is more heavy than the other, but that is something that is going to be happening a lot. Okay. Now I am also seeing that we are going to be feeling a lot more needy and seeking approval from others within our kinships and potentially even being more selfish in these areas. And so not necessarily thinking of the needs of others but thinking the needs of of ourselves like okay what will i get out of this situation how is this going to help uplift me which can be a good thing but can also be very narcissistic and nasty if you are not careful so be very mindful about how you are showing up in spaces now venus and leo is also going to allow us to put a little bit extra effort in how we are showing up and how we are carrying ourselves so lots of people will be changing and getting new haircuts new hairdos if you've been feeling that way definitely go ahead and do that it's definitely the time to do so um, but definitely seeing a lot of people really just have more confidence in how they are carrying themselves and potentially even wanting to go back into the gym and you know really taking more care in their physical appearance Okay, as what I'm seeing for the Venus in Leo um, transit. Now, Leo is ruled by the heart center as well. And so with Venus going into Leo just after the Pisces moon, it's going to be a very heavy emotional week. So there's going to be a lot of emotions, a lot of receiving of happiness and joy. But that also means that when the highs are high, the lows can be very low. Okay, so be really mindful of what your antidote is and what your go to is for healing the, thy tides during these tough, tough, tough currents, because it can get really nasty and dark really quickly uh, Piscean energy can be very much so you know light and beautiful but it is also the subconscious which is the darkness and you know we only know or and have discovered what like four or five percent of our entire ocean and that is a perfect um, example of Neptune and, and Pisces energy and so with this transit happening right after this full moon, I'm really seeing that a lot of heavy emotions are going to be happening. There could be actually a lot of breakups happening during this transit, um, but just know that whatever you're coming out of, whatever intense emotions you're coming out of in this week, you're purging, purging, purging. And then once it's done, you're going to feel like a million dollars and feel like you can conquer the entire world 
and really put your best foot forward for how you're carrying yourself. Now, what spirit is seeing for this uh, for this transit, we have the Wheel of Fortune card, we have the Two of Wands, we have the Queen of Swords, and the Six of Wands. So with the Wheel of Fortune, uh, Leo is actually on the Wheel of Fortune, so that's actually really funny to me. So I see this as, you know, obviously a lot of thoughts and ideas um, and a lot of movement to do with our collective destiny and future is going to be taking place during this week because of this Neptunian full moon and with all the amazing aspects we have going on and with the two of wands being there as well i see this as things moving in the right direction our intentions and our actions are both in alignment and we're really starting to create some nice spark and heat into um, our desires and our dreams and our projects and all these beautiful things and with the six of wands here as well with that fire energy again with all this fire energy i'm seeing this as you know again those highs and lows of emotions I was talking about, the Six of Wands is really about, you know, coming out of the trenches and celebrating the survival and celebrating the horizon, celebrating the new day and celebrating the new earth that has already risen. And so with those highs and lows, I see the Six of Wands really being invoked that way and really showing us that, yes, it's okay to celebrate even in those moments of sadness. It's okay to embrace the sadness and mourn, but mourn and celebrate at the same time. Celebrate the the moments where you were there because it taught you how to feel your emotions in those moments and embrace it so that you could handle the best way you could and then release it in a gentle way for yourself. Now, with the Queen of Swords here, what I am also seeing is that this is us, again, being a little, you know, not necessarily cunty with ourselves, but protecting your heart space and not being dry with people, but being honest, being really honest about your vision, being honest about your intentions, being honest with yourself and protecting your heart space with that sword. And that sword is really your communication and it's really your way of, you know, showing your intentions to the world. And so when you're going through the, going through this motions and we're going through this transit of Venus and Leo, um, don't let people's bullshit shift your idea of self, okay? You know who the fuck you are. You just did so much goddamn work. Let it show, show it off. Show it off. That's okay. Show it off. Be humble but show it off because you just did a lot and um, don't let people shake you. Protect your heart space, okay? Really protect your heart space. Now, spirit is letting me channel a lot in this episode, you guys. I am. I know this is going to be a lot longer than I expected, but that's just too damn bad for y'all. I know you enjoy it. Um, if you hear any weirdness going on in the background, that is Shiva and Raja, my cats. They are chasing spirit right now in my house because the activity is picking up. Um, so anywho, uh, I wanted to talk about this idea of choosing yourself without intent, without any hesitation. Okay. So as I was saying before, our, our aura fields are going to be very, very, very sensitive for these next 30 days due to the cosmic shifts that are happening. So again, our heart chakras are going to be on absolute blast. And one of the things actually I didn't mention about this Venus and Leo movement is that the moon will actually be in Taurus at the time of this uh, Venus transit. So we have a lot of Venusian energy already in the air. Mercury going to Libra, Venus is now moving, and the moon will be in Taurus at the time when Venus does go into Leo. So there is a lot of heart chakra um, activation during this time. And while Venus is in Leo, that is going to continue as well for a good while. Okay. Yeah. Shiva is chasing spirits, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys have to hear that, but, uh, don't worry. It's all, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so, okay. Really choosing yourself without hesitation. What does this mean? Well, it means that you have to be picky. It means that you have to, you know, protect yourself and don't feel bad for doing that. People around us can feel really entitled to our space, especially during a pandemic. Everyone is trying to hold on to good times and it can be really hard to 
you know, play this, this, this role of hero. And we don't, we can't always do that. And that's okay. Um, you really have to, you know, look out for yourself. And so in doing this, you know, I'm not saying go into hermit mode and cut everyone off and say, fuck off. I don't want to talk to you. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that you have to be very careful and, you know, don't let yourself fall for these silly traps and nonsense. Okay. If something feels off with someone, trust your gut because that Pisces moon energy, it's going to be lingering for a hot minute. Okay. So using your black and red crystals and casting intentions of protection at this time is so, so, so important. Protection magic, especially and reversal spells, especially um, as people may be projecting their own insecurities on us during the Venus and Leo transit. Leo, again, it's all about our self-confidence, our ego selves. So when people are in a shaky place with that because their abundance isn't coming in in a way that they expected it to, then they can start to project that onto us. And so ensuring that, you know, Brujas, if you're listening and Mystics, if you're listening, doing some protection magic. I've talked about this in a couple of episodes before, so I will link those episodes for you where I talked about protection magic before, but especially reversal spells as well. Doing a simple reversal spell once a week on a Tuesday if you want, on a Saturn's day if you want, even better, and just doing that to keep yourself protected, okay? And uh, again, we are in Virgo season, so we really have to get a hold of ourselves and realize that there is literally a quarter left of the year and there is still so much that can happen in that time frame. And while we are in this season of earth, let's allow ourselves to plow the foundation that is the shit of 2020 and plant some seeds for the harvest that is to come because there's still so much to come. Okay. There is still so, so much to come, but you really have to be strong and choose yourself. And a lot of us still are not doing that. So really, really choose yourself. And as we are moving out of Virgo season and slowly into uh, Libra season in the next couple of weeks, this is going to be um, a theme that hits even more so. And, you know, when Venus eventually goes into Virgo, Um, we will start to see things kind of shift a little bit more. We will sort of see things shift a little bit more when we realize, okay, no, I want to be a little bit more picky. But then when Venus goes into Libra, it's going to just, we'll be all over the place. So get yourself together now. Allow yourself to go through the tidal waves of this full moon and allow yourself to release all the crap from this year all the expectations all the illusions that you've told yourself were illusions all the ideas of perception that you told yourself was horseshit and let it all go okay you are not anyone's perception but your own so own it and choose yourself without any hesitation okay you owe it to yourself to do just that now something else I want to talk about is us finding our way back. So we really need to return to more simple times. Spirit has, was, t- was telling me today. We really need to return more to simple times and routines. So every time that you are adding something different to your routine, what are you removing from the routine? Because again, we have to balance our spirituality and practicality. One way to balance this out is ensuring that we are not tiring ourselves out in our routines. So be practical, yes, and create a routine, but ensure that that routine is not too heavy and so you can avoid burnout. We are in Virgo season, which is all about being practical, efficient, and doing only what is the absolute, absolute best. Purifying ourselves, detoxing our spaces, our bodies, and really getting our routines back on track. And if that means they change a little bit, then so be it. But we have to be, you know, practical about them. And that means that we have to simplify it sometimes and water it down. And that's not a bad thing. A lot of times, a lot of us, especially in this society, we are in a capitalistic society, for those of you who are listening to this, we tell ourselves that we are not doing enough all the time. And we always feel like we have so much more that we have to do. And we have to be more productive and do all these things in order to be considered, you know, a good citizen of society 
And that's just not true. Um, so really simplifying our routines and really getting back to the roots of things and slowing the fuck down. Because again, that Pisces full moon is all about slowing down, enjoying the lazy river and totally going with the flow. Okay. Pisces is the last zodiac sign. So really it's the slowest of the slow. And there's a reason for that. But while we are slowing down, we are also ensuring that we are seeing everything that passes us by. Therefore, we are not missing any messages from spirit. Okay, now closing up the segment and closing up this episode, I want to talk about, of course, the ancestral antidote for this week. So we have been suggested to really invoke and work with, of course, our heart center. So rose quartz was highlighted. Um, I'm also going to talk about selenite as well, being another crystal that is highlighted. And um, uh, amethyst especially is really, really great right now. Um, for its divination and protection, especially. The rose quartz is good for the heart center and the selenite is connected to Mother Moon, which is always, always, always great to have. Another antidote for us is meditation, but specifically the Ma'at feather meditation. If you haven't heard this meditation, it is something that I've shared before um, on the blog of Mystic Medicine. So I will definitely put that in the show notes as well for you. Um, but really any sort of meditation with any object that you consider, you know, magic or celestial in its own way, you want to hold that to your heart center and set some intentions with it and meditate with it on a regular basis to really keep yourself balanced during these times. And also sound healing. Piscean energy is all about waves, currents, sound healing. So you want to go on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, whatever iTunes, and look at, you know, playlists and music that has to do with nature and connecting to nature or potentially it has to do with uh, sound bowls or Tibetan bowls or you know the the music you hear in a in a yoga class um, specifically hurts and beats are really great so going on YouTube and playing those like eight hour videos where it's like 432 hertz or you know some other wave that calls out to you that is one that i like specifically for myself um, but a lot of sound healing with the hertz and music of such is really 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 great and is really going to serve us so so well um, a couple of other things i wanted to highlight actually right now they're telling me they're like go ahead give yourself a shout out so okay um is uh I have a couple of things coming from the Apothecary and Botanica, so there is going to be a new tea blend called Seer Sips that is going to be available to those of you very soon um, from mysticmemedicine.com, and this is a tea that does definitely help enhance the third eye activation, um, but it also helps you sleep really well at night, and as I was mentioning earlier, this is going to be a really tough week of sleep. For those of us who are very much so connected to source and have, you know, really sensitive audiences to everything. Um, so, yeah, definitely look into that as well. So I will drop all those things for you guys in the show notes. I thank you guys so much for being here and listening. And I will talk to you guys in the next segment, in the next episode of the podcast. Happy full moon. And continue to shine, continue to follow your highest excitement. And I'll talk to you very, very soon.